The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Missing Link podcast today. I am going to talk to you about something that is a little controversial. This is something that you will hear from some neurologists and other healthcare practitioners that it doesn't exist. However, in my experience, it absolutely does exist. And what we're talking about is cold intolerance. You likely have heard of heat intolerance. This is well known to be a common symptom in multiple sclerosis. And heat intolerance is when one or several symptoms worsen when your core temperature rises. And the thing about heat intolerance that most people don't understand is that it's not necessarily just the heat from outside. It's not the temperature. It can be. That's definitely one thing that can cause heat intolerance, but it's anything that causes your core temperature to rise. Things like taking a hot shower, overheating if you're wearing a lot of layers, exercise, and so many more. But what you don't hear about as often is cold intolerance, so much so that I have had many clients say that they think they're going crazy. They've mentioned this to their neurologist. They say it's not a thing and they just don't understand. They feel like they're all alone in this. And so if that's you, I hope you hear this episode and you feel heard and seen and validated that cold intolerance is a thing. And there's several things to know about it in order to tackle it in a way where it doesn't limit you in your day-to-day life. So first and foremost, you'll know if you have cold intolerance, if one or any symptom worsens, it could be two symptoms or three symptoms, any symptoms that you've had from MS, if they worsen while you're cold. And not only that, but while your core temperature is cooling down then that's what cold intolerance is. It's tricky because it could be a symptom like fatigue, which could have many causes, or maybe it's weakness or vision changes or balance or sensation. It could be anything. So the first thing that I would have you ask yourself when you are noticing a symptom flare is, am I cooling down right now? Is there the possibility right now that my core temperature could be dropping? And if your answer is yes, then that is cold intolerance. And just a a little guide as to some things that can cause your core temperature to decrease is a cold temperature outside or a cold shower 
or drinking something cold. Now, some of these are actually things that you would want to do if you are experiencing heat intolerance. But if you experience cold intolerance, anything that cools your core temperature down can cause symptoms. So first be on the lookout for that. Is something happening around you or within you that is lowering your core temperature? If so, well, then we move on to our next question of, well, what can I do about it? I have some clients who only feel cold intolerance in the wintertime. I have others who feel it at nighttime. I have other clients who feel it at very random points. There's no rhyme or reason to when it happens. So regardless of when you're feeling it, there are certain things that you can do. First of all, keep in mind that the reason it's happening is because your core temperature is lowering. Therefore, the very first thing that we should do is anything that raises your core temperature. So there's a few things that you can do here. First of all, bundling up, especially in the winter time. It's winter here, it's February in Western New York near Buffalo. And we're actually having a warm spell today. It's about 40 degrees, but for the last few weeks, it's been in the low double digits or even the single digits. So if you are in a temperature where it's cold outside, even if your house is a normal warm temperature, it can still affect you. So bundle up, put some blankets on, or layer more clothing on you. Maybe have a heating pad on somewhere, maybe on your lap where it feels really nice. Additionally, one of my favorite things that you can do to reduce cold intolerance is sipping hot water. Now, of course, you don't want this to be so hot that you burn your tongue or scorch the inside of your mouth or anything like that, but you do want it to be hot water and just small sips. I know that some listeners right now are probably thinking, oh no, I try to stay away from water because I have urinary incontinence or urgency and I understand, but first of all, that's a myth. If you are depriving yourself of water that can actually increase urinary urgency or frequency. But second of all, taking small sips, it's nothing that's going to make you urinate right away, just tiny sips frequently throughout the day that hot water can increase your core temperature. In addition to those compression socks or compression stockings can be really helpful. Sometimes your body just needs to feel more cozy and more snug. And by having that compression, it physically does put some tightness around your muscles, which can warm your muscles up. It can help your muscles pump better. It can help your blood flow pump better. So having some compression will actually increase your core temperature, especially if you're the type of person where you notice really cold feet at night. This is a really common one for my Missing Link members. So if you have coldness at nighttime or specifically in your feet or your legs, compression socks or compression stockings can be really helpful for you. Another really great tip to reduce cold intolerance is massage. And this doesn't have to be any type of fancy massage where you go to a masseuse that's about 10 to 20 minutes away from you. This is something that you can do on your own at home. So if you are feeling cold intolerance, massage anywhere of your body. If you have specific body parts that are cold, then massage those parts 
in particular. But if it's just general worsening symptoms from potentially cooling down, you can massage your belly muscles and just grab your hands or even just your thumbs and rub them around your belly area or maybe your thighs or your arms. It can be anywhere, but by simply applying pressure through your hands that in a massage type of way, whether it's a very light massage or a deep massage that can increase your core temperature as well. So again, just to recap blankets, layer your clothing on sipping hot water, compression socks or compression stockings and massage. These are things that you can do right away in the moment as soon as you are noticing worsened symptoms to ideally improve those symptoms rather quickly. Because the thing about cold intolerance and heat intolerance is that when it occurs, it tends to go away pretty quickly as soon as you bring your core temperature back to a neutral temperature. So if you can first identify that potentially one cause or one reason that you are experiencing worsened symptoms is due to something that is causing your core temperature to drop, well then doing something to increase your core temperature can improve that symptom drastically and pretty quickly. Typically, my clients will say that their symptoms have improved within about five to 15 minutes. And one thing that I actually didn't mention yet, that is one of the best things to do to increase your core temperature is movement. And movement can be anything, even if you're having a day where you are feeling extremely fatigued, you can still move around. I would encourage you to sit up tall and punch your arms forward and then punch your arms while rotating your body to the side and maybe do some boxing punches or some arm swings, or maybe sit back in your chair and then up nice and tall and then sit back in a reclined position and then up nice and tall or do some seated marches where you're sitting up tall, lift one leg up and down, then the other leg up and down, up and down, alternating side to side. There are so many light, little movements that you can do to increase your core temperature. And the thing about this is even if there's no movement, let's say marching is a really challenging movement for you to do, then you might find that as you're sitting up and trying to lift your leg, it just doesn't move at all. Well, the cool thing is that even if it's not moving, just by you attempting to lift your leg, your body is still working. Therefore, your core temperature can still increase. So please don't associate the amount of movement that you see with your exercise to be associated with the level of warming of your core temperature. It can be any level of movement. The last thing that I want to note about cold intolerance is when possible, be proactive. If you know that your symptoms worsen when it gets cold outside, keep an eye on the temperature. And when you see that it's going to drop, well then plan some of these strategies that we've already talked about. As soon as you wake up in the morning, do some more movement than you normally do, or do some exercise if you don't normally exercise in the morning, or make a hot cup of water right away and start sipping that first thing in the morning. Don't wait for these symptoms to come on if you know that there's a possibility it could happen. Be proactive, look at the temperature or look at what your day is like. If it's a cold day outside, and even though you're inside in a warm house, if you're not moving much, 
that can still affect you. So pick some of these precautions that we talked about, the layering of clothes, sipping hot water, compression socks, massage, movement, pick one or several of those and decide that that's what you're going to do right away when you feel like there's a possibility your core temperature could drop. Because if we can prevent these symptoms from happening by keeping our core temperature neutral, well, then you won't ever have to worry about worsened symptoms from the cold. So keep these strategies in mind as you move forward. Cold intolerance can happen any time of year. Of course, it's most likely to happen if you are in colder climates, but this can also happen and frequently happens during temperature changes. When you are changing from summer to fall or fall to winter, or even winter to spring, even as you're getting warmer temperatures, if there's a day where it drops again, that can still affect your symptoms. So keep in mind that cold intolerance is not always associated with a temperature outside. Temperature fluctuations can cause the same type of symptoms as cold intolerance or heat intolerance. As always, if you are looking for more MS-specific exercises that can help you get stronger and improve your mobility, check out my online MS wellness program, The Missing Link. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.